Welcome to the leadership series on the sofa with Angie. I'm Angie Vo, the founder and CEO of Women in Tech Forum, and I'm joined today by Danielle Palumbo, who is the Global Account Director and Business Lead at Adobe. Danielle, it's a pleasure to speak to you today. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks, Andy. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Um, so I'd love to hear a little bit more about um, your sort of career at Adobe. You've been at Adobe for seven and a half years. Um, so I'd love to hear a little bit more about you know, how you've progressed at Adobe. Yeah, so I've been, as you say, with Adobe quite a while now, had to sort of remind myself how many years when you asked me that initially. Um, and I so I actually started with Adobe in New York City um, on the customer success side on our digital experience business unit. Um, and then I'm actually based in London now, so moved with the company about just under four years ago um, to move over into the customer success side on the digital media business. And now um, I've actually been in the sales role for just over a year. So have had quite a journey with Adobe. Very thankful, obviously, for the, the opportunities that they've given me, both from a career perspective and, and obviously from an international perspective as well. Thank you. And um, how do you go about finding those opportunities for relocation internally? Yeah, so um, I have to say, so I was quite interested in an international move. Like personally, I'd started my career in London a while ago working for Forrester Research. Um, and I knew it was sort of an aspiration for me, both from a business and professional perspective and also personal. Um, so I think like, you know, a lot of people have asked me this over the course of the years at Adobe, given that I've now made the move to London. And I think it's really important to just put yourself out there early, make the connections early. Um, what I did and what I would advise to others that were interested in doing the same thing is, is to choose a function that you would be interested in either staying in if that's the role you're in now or obviously progressing to and find the leaders find the team in the region that you're interested in potentially moving to and make the connections right maybe it's not always in person because it obviously might be a different country um but have a 15 minute chat um talk about the role have a virtual coffee if you happen to be you know lucky enough to maybe you know build in a long weekend trip or something and you can pop in the office and meet them even better but um what i tried to do is really make the connections both via phone and then at any company events and i will say it took years like it was years in the making of just putting my name out there um letting hr know that i was interested and obviously making the connections with folks in in london for me specifically um but I think when you work for a big company and, it, you know, everyone thinks that it's only big companies that do moves, but it's, it's, I believe it's, it's applicable to any company if there is a need, right? And if, if they see value in you as a person and, and as an employee, then I think, you know, stars could align. So never say never. Absolutely. And it's about being intentional with your career aspirations exactly. as well. Yeah. Exactly. And it's very, um, I feel like it's all a journey, right? Career aspirations in general, right? And obviously then thinking about moving to a different country or potentially an international move, like it takes time. But if you sort of bite at it in little bites, you know, over time, I think you, you really have the potential to get there. Indeed. And so now you manage one of the largest strategic accounts at Adobe. How do you lead without having a leadership title? Yeah. Um, so it's definitely something that I 
continue to brainstorm and, and iterate on, I would say every day, every week, every every month in the job. Um, but I'm kind of a big people person. So I just believe like, be supportive, be accountable, be collaborative, be kind, um, be, um, you know, be responsible for your actions. I'm just, I'm just a very big believer in whether you are the boss or you are just another colleague that people get on board if they know they can count on you. And if they, and if, you know, you get on and, 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 you know, collaborate well together. So I'm sort of a big believer in just being a people person, right? Um, big thing I also try to do is make sure, obviously, that I am sort of being the voice of the team internally, right? Because the extended team obviously is critical to keeping this, you know, the account that I manage, you know, afloat every single day. So, so really advocating for them internally and kind of marketing their brands internally is really important to me because, um, I'm able to do that perhaps more easily than them at times. So um, I think, yeah, just just being just being a good team member, right? Um, I'm also just the biggest fan of, or believer, I should say, in like no one can do their job at Adobe or or a lot of other companies without the support of a team. So I think when you really, it's really important to me to build a team environment, and I think we have that, and we all want to work together and sort of you know, captain the same ship, if that makes sense. Um, it, it helps at times that obviously we do have leadership authority that can come in and, and help at times. But um, yeah, I think just creating, a, you know, a good collaborative environment goes a long way for us. Absolutely. And um, as you know, sort of being in the tech industry, it's still very much male dominated. So running sort of one of the largest accounts at Adobe, how do you stand out and hold your ground when you're often the only woman in the room? Yeah, it's definitely a, a challenge at times, or, or it, it, maybe not a challenge, but something that we, you know, as you say, face all the time. So I think I'm trying, I'm, I'm currently trying to change my mindset on, instead of thinking about it as being the only woman, being empowered by being the only woman, right? Like we hear, you know, everyone talks all the time, you know, around the world and any company around the importance of having a diverse team, which obviously includes having a mix of different genders. And to me, I'm, I'm feeling empowered by that. Like it's empowering me to take up more space in the room. It's empowering me to know that like my voice is just as loud and critical and maybe even more important than ever if I am the only, you know, woman in the room amongst men to give a perspective from how how I see things because we know we do see things differently at times and that's what makes a good team right so um you know I I for a while I really struggled with this because I have been in tech throughout my entire career um but I am yeah I'm thinking about it more as a of, of like yeah an opportunity and an advantage now um to kind of shift the narrative and say wow we're, we're you know we're lucky to be the only woman we we hold so much good stuff, right? And and good knowledge and beneficial insight into the conversation. So um, I'm trying to do that. It's not always easy, right? But um, I think also just reminding yourself, like you're in the role for a reason. And whether you're a male or female, like you've got, you've got the goods to, to do a good job in that meeting or in that session. So um, I'm feeling empowered by it. I love that. Yeah. And how do you overcome some of your fears when you are the only woman in the room and when you're feeling like an imposter? Yes, um, I, I, I'm sure you do too. We all, we all feel this way all the time, right? Um, I am 
a big fan of chatting. So I like to talk about things out loud when I'm sort of like nervous about something or feeling that imposter syndrome, maybe before a meeting or before maybe you're going for a job interview or something you're fearful of, right? And you're like, oh, I'm going to be found out. Um, I like to chat about it out loud with me. Maybe it's your best friend or your partner or coach or your someone on your like personal board, right? Um, because I actually think that helps when you out loud, for me at least, can say like, wow, I've really done all of these things, right? Like I am meant to be here. I'm meant to have this job or whatever the scenario is. Um, you know, it's it's a battle, but I do think that helps. I also like writing things down, just, just writing, if, you know, if you're struggling really bad with imposter syndrome, take 10 minutes to write down 10 things you've done successfully, right? Um, or were a win to you in the past month or week or whatever you want that that time frame to be. Um, so those are some of the things that I do. Um, I also just remind myself that like every single person in the world deals with imposter syndrome, right? Like male, female, CEO, or the next, you know, the lowest level, however you, you want to say it, like everyone is dealing with imposter syndrome in some capacity. So I feel like that, that gives me a little bit of comfort, right? Um, because we all know that we struggle with it. Um, I, I read a quote in like Michelle Obama's book or something that she used to, she used to sit, sit up at night being like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, you know, called out. Like I'm fearful. And one day she woke up and she said, I'm just going to get rid of the noise. Like, I'm not going to let the noise take over. And I'm not there yet, but I aspire to be there. And I do believe that like one day as you progress and sort of work on these tactics to help beat that little like devil sitting on your shoulder, that we can sort of eradicate the noise enough to, to make us feel more powerful and sort of knowledgeable and just beat that fear of it. So those are some of the things that I do, but it's a journey as like everything else. It is. And, and I also find sort of writing down your successes as well and keeping a success folder um, helps mm. you when you're experiencing that self-doubt or uncertainty. And you can actually go back and, and read all the great things that people have said about you that gives you that inner confidence to move forward. Yeah, exactly. I sometimes I save stuff in in like a folder, as you say. I don't look at it enough. I probably should. Um, but even I even think part of it is marketing yourself, right? So if you get a good email that you want to save into your success folder or whatever, forwarding that to your boss, right? Like it it kind of just just helps spread the word a little bit and maybe you know dispel that fear a little bit. Absolutely. We uh, certainly as women, we need to do more of that self-promotion and showcasing our successes, because I think we can, you know, assume that people will just see our great work and remember it. But we do need to communicate regularly and particularly when it comes to performance reviews as well. Mm -hmm. That um, those data points to hand is really important. So true. Hard, hard to do at times. You have to kind of psych <laughs> yourself up, but it is so important. Absolutely. And then my final question is, you mentioned sort of building your personal board of directors and working with a coach. And um, how's that helped you realize your career aspirations? Uh, yeah, so I think so. I for a while was like, I, sh I should work with a coach, right? I should really sit down and think about what I want my next step to be. And it's just hard to, to do that, right? That's just the reality for anyone, right? Everything gets busy. So um, I think for me, you know, working with a coach, it's just been really great to stop and have dedicated focused time um, to think about what you want your, you know, what are your aspirations really? Because you might actually think, you know, but in those sessions, you're challenged 
to really dig in and, and figure that out. And also, I think writing things down, honestly, like has been super powerful, right? Like obviously being guided by the prompts and the sort of exercises throughout the coaching sessions, but taking the time to write it down and see it in paper. And you sort of, you almost like challenge your mind a little bit in what you thought and then what you end up writing down. And it's quite interesting um, to see how that comes together, to see what you're sort of career dreams or aspirations or, or next steps are. So it's been really important to me. I think it's it's been a really good experience and something I hope to to see, you know, sort of the fruits of the labor of in, in some time. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Danielle, for, for chatting to me today. Lots of great advice on how to succeed as a woman uh, in tech. So thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me, Angie. Have a lovely day.